This is Bill Johnson, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com. Feed your head. Decapitation Without Your Head, I'm Nasty Neal. We're at Boston Underground Film Festival 2019 with Travis Stevens. Good to have you. How are you? Good. And your movie, The Girl on the Third Floor, just premiered last night. So what was that like to uh, watch with an audience? Uh, it was great. Uh, like I, I love watching movies at the Brattle. Uh, yeah, it's it theater. It reminds me of like going and seeing special movies with friends, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah. there's like such a good energy there. and. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, going into it, since it is your movie, and, and you, like, wrote it and directed it, and so it's, like, your baby, yeah, is there any nervousness at all, like how people are going to react? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, probably with anything. If you yeah. put some heart into it, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, how's this going to go? So, uh, yeah, super nervous. Uh, I had my dad there, and my partner was there, so uh-huh. that helped a little bit. But, yeah, I was spending the whole movie, like, yeah, I hope they like it. Yeah. So where did this all come from, the story for uh, Girl on the Third Floor? Uh, the location is an actual haunted house outside of Chicago. Yeah. You believe haunted houses? Personally? I do. Okay. I do, which is, which is weird because I, I don't... I don't think I've ever considered myself the person who would be like seeking that no, stuff yeah. or like looking for stories or whatever, mm-hmm. but, but I've filmed in a couple of locations that 100% for me personally, mm-hmm. when I was in there, I was like, there is something creating yeah. uh, either an emotion or a sound or, or something visual. So that was definitely the case. Yeah. Does that add like a certain atmosphere then when you're actually shooting the movie? I think so. I think any movie is going to reflect the, um, the sort of energy of which it was made. Yeah. So if you're shooting in an actual haunted house, you're going to get some weirdness there that will hopefully make the movie better. So is the story based on anything about the actual haunted house? The the sort of backstory for this house uh, and what our protagonist has to deal with is drawn from uh, at least local rumors about what what, uh, had happened there uh, and why. Um, so it's a completely new story, but one that tries to honor the history of that. Why Chicago? Uh, because that's where the house is located. <laughs> well, how did you end up in Chicago, I guess? Um, uh, the financing company for a couple of films I did, uh, We Are Still Here, Mohawk, and Starry Eyes, are based there. And so we started working together, and they said, hey, we got this house. We're looking for a story to, to, to yeah. film there. Yeah. So we are still here is also a haunted house, basically. So is that you said it's not something you seek out, but it must be something that interests you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you know, there's so many great haunted house movies uh, throughout the history of the genre. And 
have been a fan, but it's really intimidating to try to make one mm-hmm. unless you have like a, 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 an original idea that sort of. Yeah, since it. there is so many to do yeah. something that hasn't been done before. Yeah. yeah, and so with we are still here with uh, writer director Ted Gagan uh, was like, hey, I want to do this story. For me, the the first thing was like, I want to produce your movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? And if it's going to be a haunted house movie. Um, all right, it's going to be this uh, 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 sort of uh, folky homage. All right, cool. Then we'll, we'll do that. And um, there are a lot of reasons beyond just like, hey, let's make a hundred right. story because they're popular. Yeah. So um, this is your first feature that you directed. Yeah. So um, why this particular one? Did you decide this is like the one I want to do? Yeah, I think in as we were talking with different writers about stories that could be done in this house. Everyone that came in, it was like really, I was like, no, no. And I, I pretty quickly was like, I think there's a better story here. And it just sort of came, came yeah. up. And, and often you're working with somebody sort of helping them find the best version of their idea. Mm-hmm. And on this particular one, I was like, I think I have the best version of right. the idea. So why don't I put it down on paper and see what happens? Did you have any background in directing or something? I had, uh, you know, made, written and directed and produced in college and, and moved to Hollywood with the intention of, of doing that and just ended up just producing them. So, yeah. Do you have a favorite part of the creative process, like directing, writing, or is it kind of all the same kind of idea? I think it's whether you're watching it with an audience and a moment really works, or you're by yourself writing or directing or making it and a moment really works. The favorite part is when your intention and the execution of it line up perfectly. And it would be like uh, you know, sinking a three pointer in basketball. Right. And just like that's exactly how I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. So how did uh pro wrestler I'm a big wrestling fan, so how did CM Punk get involved? He is a Chicago guy. Yeah. It was, it was part of his uh, like wrestling character. He had it on his tights and everything. Yeah. The, the the flag of uh, Chicago. Yeah, and just a you know a hometown boy, and, and we wanted it to be a true Chicago movie, and reached out, and he was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll take a look at it." And yeah, he's like a real horror nut, mm-hmm. so I think he, you know, it was his first feature film. But I think he liked the fact that it was a horror movie, and he liked sort of this movie in particular, yeah. what it had to say. Since the movie is, I mean, there's other characters, but it is, he's basically in every shot of the movie, or almost every shot of the movie. So to have someone that wasn't in a feature yet, like, you have to have a lot of trust in him going yeah. in. And he had to have a lot of trust in me. Right, right, yeah. Too, so. Yeah. We just, uh, we went into each day, like, talking a lot, and we didn't like anything. I guess if you were, like, uh, you know, on an adventure, like, out there in, in the wilderness, saying, okay, we think uh, California's this way, let's head, you know, yeah. that was sort of what it was like. We just talked a lot and checked in and made sure we both understood where the other person was coming from. Kind of a neat thing for wrestling fans or people who know about punk is um, he's always been straight edge. And so in the movie, his character is, uh, it's, you know, hinted at and it's in there that he's a recovering alcoholic or he's an alcoholic. And uh, so I think that's kind of cool for people watching it who know that about him. And it also, I think, for it's good for his character because it kind of shows that, hey, that there is a, you know, negative side to being an alcoholic. That's why I'm straight edge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was because it's such a 
such a banner, a lifestyle sort of banner if you are not just living straight edge, but you take it to the point where you're uh, getting a tattoo yeah. and you're saying this is a commitment to a lifestyle from your know, personal choice. How you incorporate that into the movie is really important. And for me, it was like, okay, this character at one point in his life was completely convinced he was never going to drink again and got these tattoos. And now he's drinking again. Like, I thought that added a bit of sort of, uh, you know, hypocrisy to that character. Yeah, that yeah. Good. And then the last night at the Q&A, there was talks about, like, other other Counting House movies. No one brought up The Shining, but I kind of thought that was similar to... Uh, the Jack Torrance and The Shining, where yeah. they prey on the the alcoholism in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, maybe it's too early in the process, but for me, The Shining is the ultimate haunted house movie. Yeah, and it was such a huge sort of reference point for for this, and sort of, I mean, obviously, it's a much smaller movie and much smaller budget, but in what that movie was able to accomplish in, in both sort of on a character level and on sort of a cinematic level yeah. he's obviously really was really charismatic as a wrestler and sometimes that doesn't carry over when they become an actor because I've seen a lot and some of them are like the rock but he has like a ton of uh, presence on screen yeah. and was that is that evident when you're filming it yeah yeah, he. I think he's going to do a lot of movies. Like he's great to work with. He's a really talented actor, and he really likes doing it. Yeah. And when you have somebody who shows up who has that charisma and a work ethic and is fun to be around, mm-hmm. like I think we're going to see a ton of movies. Yeah. I know we talked about this uh, not on camera, but there is a, a kind of a Bruce Campbell uh, vibe from him. That, did you pick that up? And yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know he's a big fan of horror, and I think he's a big fan of, of those films. And um, you know, he can certainly go with that sort of big. He's also really good at, at, at being a bit. Yeah, more a lot of uh, subtle. Too. Yeah, exactly. So I think no matter who he works with, we're going to get different stuff. But I could see him in like a big broad, wacky horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's a little bit of that in the movie, especially, uh, I don't want to give the movie away, but near the end, there's there's a, a part of the, uh, in the story where he can kind of uh, go all out, like you said, yeah. and be a little more broad. And, yeah. But there's a lot of comedy in the movie. So what kind of, what, what kind of horror movies do you like? And do you like ones that, it's both serious and it's comedic? And Yeah, I mean, I think like The Shining's a good example where, the the absurdity of a moment can like just sort of intensify it, yeah. you know. And and I like those those movies that sort of uh, walk, you know, walk that line between being really really scary and, and having moments of levity, um, like us. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm really looking forward. It, uh, I mean, it's fantastic how in one moment you'll be like scared, and then there'll be a laugh, and then yeah. you go right back to being scared. And I think it's a when it's done well, it's a real sort of testament to the to the ability of the filmmaker. Um, and I think, like for me, like top three horror films: Shiny, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Hellraiser. Yeah. Like, and so 
all three of those, I think, have moments of, of just absurd humor in them. Yeah, I think there's a because you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two obviously is a, is a straight up comedy, yeah, yeah. but I think there's a lot of comedy in the first one, and a lot of yeah. people don't pick up on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And 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 I would say I, I go more in the deadpan humor. Yeah, I agree. So like like just straight horror comedies, you know, often I'm sort of like, oh, I don't know, it's too. Yeah, I always but, think they have to work as a horror movie too yeah. for the comedy to work. Otherwise, it's just kind of I don't know, schlocky or silly yeah, or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, like campy is, it's it's like it's fine, but mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like love camp. Yeah. Now I know Alyssa Dowling's been in a lot of your stuff, and I know her for years from the convention scene. There, are you friends with her? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. So we became friends. Uh, uh, Evan Katz did Cheap Thrills. Was like, oh, there's this girl Alyssa. I'd like to, you know, see yeah. her for Cheap Thrills, and we met on that. And she just sort of became like a good luck charm. She's a fantastic actor, and on this one, well. You know, I really fought for her because I was like, I think she's gonna bring so much to this role, and she's like got so much going on. She's like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. please, please, you have to do it. Uh-huh. You have to. And so it's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and she was great in uh, as the go- as like the charred ghost. Yeah. The and I know that's like a role where you have like makeup and stuff, but uh, I still think you have to be like a good actor. To, to yeah, I think off. you. I mean, I think you need to be an even better that's actor right. because you've got this sort of layer in between you and the audience, and that's why it was so important to have somebody who could sort of emote through all that. And there were times where people were like, oh, it would be cheaper to just get a local person or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, you need somebody who knows how to really communicate with the camera. Yeah. How about Buff itself? You, you, I know you've had movies here before, but were, were you going to Buff before that? Not before the festival, although where we're shooting this interview, I used to come here as a okay. from Vermont. So uh-huh. we would come down here on the weekends and go to Newberry Comics and yeah. go to Harvard Square. I was there last night. I heard you were going. He wanted to come here to go yeah. to Newberry Comics. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, it, and so I first came to Buff, I think it was 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, it's like coming home, you know, because just of New England. Yeah. And so it's like a personal really important film festival play is of that connection. And so while the distributors or the sales agents or other filmmakers might not know it right off the you know, when I mention it, once they get to learn about it, once they come here, it's like, oh my God, yeah, this is like a really special place. Yeah. I know you mentioned this in the Q&A, but people, not everyone watching saw the Q&A. With, uh, with punk, there's a lot of... Um, it's kind of reverse of where usually it's like the hot girl and you see a lot of skin. You know, in the movies, a lot of excuses from take the shirt off or just walk around. And I assume that was all intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this movie's trying to sort of subvert your expectations. Mm-hmm. And we have a, you know, a, a very vain, good looking guy right. as our main character. And the movie is going to. Yeah, because it makes sense in the movie looking at himself in the mirror. He's not just doing it for no reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is weird, though, that even though you just don't see that a lot, so even when it happens that you like you notice it, it's like, oh, that's weird, this guy's just taking a But it happens all the time with the yeah. female character, and you don't think anything of it. Well, it's like, like that's the type of thing that when people pick up on you during a Q&A or afterwards, yeah. like, that's what you get really excited as a filmmaker because... It's easy if you're like making a point in a movie. If right. You're, like, you're really hitting somebody over the head. Yeah. Loud. 
Yeah. But if you're doing it more subtly, you're just sort of like just presenting the image. And in this case, you know, we're talking about uh, the protagonist in their underwear yeah. just casually walking around. It's like if you're doing that subtly, there's always a fear like, are people going to understand what you, what the intention is? Right. And it's been really nice that people are picking up on like, oh, I, I see what's going on here. Yeah. There's a lot of gross out stuff in the movie too, which I, I like. I like all kinds of horror. I like yeah. gross out gore. More serious or whatever. So, uh, but I I dug all the all the gross. Is that fun to shoot the gross house scenes? Yeah, and I, you know it's as as both a producer and a writer and director. I think creating something genuinely scary mm-hmm. is like really challenging. Yeah, and and uh, there's a lot of sort of uh, musical notes in that to mm-hmm. make it work with the sort of uh, mechanical effects gags and, and, and practical effects, it's almost like stepping on a distortion pedal with an electric guitar. You know you're going to get uh, an emotional response. Mm-hmm. So for me, as I've been sort of writing these songs, it's like having things explode and having things drip and having like big practical effects stuff has been uh, really fun to do because it's... I'm like, I know what this is going to feel yeah. uh, in the audience. I was sitting by somebody who screamed a lot during the movie. You probably heard him. I was up in the yeah, balcony, yeah. but yeah. Sweet. Uh-huh. Which actually adds a lot to I know some people say like they don't like when someone makes noise in the theater. I always think it adds to the movie. Not if they're just having a conversation, but if they're laughing or they're screaming or whatever, it adds to the experience of going to the movies, I think. I think if the uh, writer, director, or producer is in the crowd, uh-huh. then you should always scream and cheer and <laughs> Maybe even stand on your feet and clap when the movie's over. Yeah. So were you always a horror movie fan? Is that like when you got into movies, that's what you wanted to make? Yeah. I mean, my my first conscious memory was looking uh, through the vent in my parents' van at a driving movie theater at the island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, nice. And, and just... Uh, and then, like, night school, like, like gave me nightmares. This, like, 80s sort of, like, yeah, soft slasher yeah. movie. Uh, and so it's been, well, like, I like making all types of movies. It's, like, horror has been something that is just a part of my daily life, so. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, not the same movie, but my first memory watching movie is Night of Living Dead yeah. with my mom at the drive-in. My brother's nine years old. Or some instead of a single mom instead of uh, having a babysitter take me yeah, on to them, yeah. and I, I don't know it's like five or something. I remember I got I got upset when uh, the car blows up and they start eating everybody. Yeah, and my mom said, "Oh, they're having a barbecue," and I was like, "Oh, yeah. and I was fine with horror movies ever since." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's how you how you got exposed to them and, and what those uh, what those experiences were. And, and I don't know about you, but for me, like that watching those movies with your friends. Uh, was like the first step towards independence. Yeah, so yeah. There'd be like three or four of us over and watching Friday the 13th. Or, or, oh, I've got this new one. Have you ever heard of this one? It's called Evil Dead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Because that was like hard to get. So it was like, it usually be like a, a bootleg copy that was like third or fourth generation. Yeah. So it'd be almost impossible to see, but it was a big deal to watch it with like a group. Now you can watch it anywhere, anywhere pretty much, but well, at the time it was hard to get. It's like, we saw Evil Dead 2 first. Right, right. And then at the video store where they got Evil Dead and watched it, it's like, wait a second, what is this? Like, it doesn't it's the make same movie pretty much. The internet, yeah, and yeah. like, how does this, what's going on here? Like, it was really hard to get information and, and yeah. get context for, for a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff, so it was really exciting. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be some new form of that. 
sense of discovery for younger. Things. That's true. Yeah, it's it's different. Uh, but it's cool that people, more people, can see this stuff. And with the internet, it's cool that you can find other people that are into the into yeah. this. Then it's sometimes the internet gets a bad rap, but I think it's good for that. Otherwise, you might have one person you know in your or no one you know in your town that, that likes the same stuff. Yeah, no, the sense of community and the ability to you know, I live in Los Angeles, but when we come here to Boston, yeah. like walking down the street, it's like, oh, hey, what's up, what's up? And it's like, yeah, all social media and it's that, that support community online is great. Yeah. So where does this go from from the festival scene? Uh, it'll be in Chattanooga in a couple of weeks at Chattanooga Film Fest. And they have an incredible lineup this year. Uh, internationally, can't announce it, but all the big genre fests yeah. will have it. And then uh, I think it'll be in release in October. Okay, uh, worldwide. Perfect for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know it's this is just come out now, but did you have anything in the works? I've got a notebook with a bunch of notes in it, right. and I'm just sort of at writing questions uh-huh. uh, every day. So I think I'll have a, my head wrapped around it in a couple of weeks. All right, cool. Need to do a lot of drinking and a lot of working out. <laughs> right. And figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, where can people follow you or the movie online? Uh, I'm at Travis Stevens on Twitter. I'm at Travis Stevens on Instagram. And uh, I'm Travis Stevens on Facebook. Right. And Travis Stevens right here. In real life. <laughs> right. So what, whatever you come across first. All right. Very cool. I appreciate this. Thanks, it's been a lot man. of fun. Thanks. So good chat. Yeah. You're cool. Hey, you. You're listening to youwithoutyourhead.com. And this is Michael Berryman. Don't touch that dial.